1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. And good evening, everyone. How you doing? How you doing? Hello, hello. Right, right around 100 people to start things off. How's everyone doing? Hope everyone's having a great night. Hope you're having a good week. Uh, it's been a chaotic week over here in Red Sox land. Ellis, man, how you doing? I'm doing better, man. I mean, the cold
1: had me for a week or so, but I'm feeling a lot better now. Still, I may have a lingering cough just to warn everyone.
0: I mean, man, you know you're 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 on the uh, you're on the come up from getting you know having a yeah. little you know a little cold, you're feeling good, and then you just get hit with a gut punch. Oof. last night? man, oh man, it's uh man, it's on it's kind of weird, <laughs> you know, saying you know, I kind of yeah. digested it all today. I uh, work today just kind of thinking about it and, and it dawned on me. For the first time in nine years, Xander Bogarts is no longer our shortstop. Like yeah. that's, uh, man. I mean, that's same level Nomar Garcia para. You know, it's like kind of crazy when you think about it. He's been that constant, you know, for us. He's the, he's been the heart and soul of the team, exactly. and uh, and now he's in San Diego. I mean, I got to get your instant reaction. Uh, you know, kind of what were you thinking last night when you saw the news? What what was your first reaction just to everything?
1: Well, my first reaction was total shock, Um, you know, for Xander to get away from Boston and to have a contract of that magnitude in those many years, 11 years. That's, you know, that's taking it to another level. That's a team telling me that they definitely needed a shortstop like Xander Bogart. He's been on their radar for quite some time, obviously. And for that to happen, uh, they had to do something to lure him from Boston because you knew the Red Sox weren't going to come with 10 to 11 years. No chance. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was it was just surprising the whole night.
0: Yeah, especially it looked like maybe we were having some good news. You know, we looked like we were on the verge of it because we were getting reports from Peter Abraham, yeah. uh, you know, saying that there was momentum building. They were meeting. They were in heavy talks. And it, it looked like. Maybe we we're on the verge of, you know, avoiding the whole John Lester thing back in 20 after the 2014 season. Uh, but I still kept my guard up because I still remember back during that time, I still remember John Henry flew on his private plane. He went to Atlanta. He went to go meet with John Lester one on one, try to give that late last push right. and it still didn't work. So I still kept my guard up. It's just so crazy. When you look at the two situations, maybe not exactly the same, you know, no, you know, flying to someone's ranch, but it's kind of weird how both, you know, have a common denominator right there. You know, making a late push, you had some hope. You know, like, do you did did you think about the whole Lester situation? You know, thinking about you know seeing everything unfold. No,
1: I, I obviously thought about the Mookie Bet situation.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: led Mookie Betts. I mean, there's a guy that's been the heart and soul of the Red Sox for a number of years. And all of a sudden they couldn't come to a contract or, you know, an agreement on a contract and ended up trading him to the Dodgers. And you see the success that he's had on the West coast with the Dodgers and the exact same thing with Xander right there. I mean, I I knew, like I said, I knew the Red Sox weren't going to come with 11 year deal. Okay. But uh, you know, what got me was the difference in the money, uh, you know, over the, what, four or five-year deal or whatever the case that the Red Sox may have offered. But, yeah, it was shocking. Uh, it's, it's just tough to swallow when you have a guy like that who's, you know, been the heart and soul of your team for a number of years, uh, did everything the right way as a Red Sox. Red Sox Nation loved him. That was just a situation where you didn't e- expect it to happen. You know, in the back of your mind, you thought maybe there's a possibility. But, bam, last night just brought everything to a front. Like, whoa. I was shocked. Yeah,
0: yeah, especially just, you know, like I said, you're hearing good things. You're thinking, all right, cool. Maybe we're on our our way to something here. And then just kind of slapped you in the face like that. I was about to go to bed and I was I was cuddling up with my pillow. I was feeling good. (laughs) I was ready to go to sleep and bang, there's the notification. Yeah, I went live last night. Man, it's crazy. You know, but uh, before we really dive into everything, you know, we're going to go over, you know, what are some. What are some options here? What can we sure. do? You know, what could you tackle shortstop? Could you maybe look at maybe addressing another position or two to try and you know make up for the loss of Xander Bogart? So we'll dive into everything. We'll go over some options of what could be next for the Red Sox, but we do have to go over today's sponsor, and that is Bet Online. Uh, basketball is back. And hey, the Celtics, they're playing pretty good. Uh, and Bet Online remains your number one source. For all your sports betting needs this season, you always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts uh, we are also partners here with SeatGeek I just used SeatGeek the other day got myself some tickets to a Bruins game gonna be seeing the Bruins and the Panthers I'm excited for that one but uh hey found myself a good deal go see if you can find yourself one as well use my code hide you get 20 dollars off and if you are into the sports betting game we're talking about bet online but there is also prize picks we are partners with them here use my code ginger you'll get a 100 deposit match if you deposit 20 they'll give you 20 if you deposit 50 they'll give you 50 so let's move on here uh but yeah i mean let's really just dive into everything got uh everything all ready to go i mean you know it's crazy before we really dive into the red Sox here you Know got to give credit to the Pogs Rays. This is a team that wants to win, you know, and I gotta give them a lot of credit. They came in aggressive, and uh it's like they just walked into the room, you know. Like we said, we saw possible momentum building with the Red Sox, and it looks like they just walked into the room and just said, Hey, beat this! You know, it's a 7 year deal. No one thought that you would get that kind of a deal for Xander. You were looking at maybe six, seven years. And, man, just an 11-year deal. I think that is what shocked everyone. Um, The money looked about right. You know, it was about 25 and a half per season AAV. AAV, that could end up, you know, really being a bargain down the road. Um, But just the 11 years. But the Padres, you know, quick thoughts. I know we're talking Red Sox here, but Ellis, what are your quick thoughts on the Padres here? I'm thinking here, yeah, be the best lineup, you know, in the whole National League.
1: Well, now, one thing I want to back up a little bit Yeah. with the Padres, you know, with the winter meetings being in San Diego, you know, of course, they were going to try to make a splash. Yes. Now, they were in on Aaron Judge as well, and Trey Turner also. You know, when Trey Turner decided to go to Philly, they turned their attention to Xander. And of course, they had to come strong, and they did. And I tell you what, being at home in San Diego, you knew that they were going to make a splash, and that they did. So, and I really don't think they're done. But that lineup right now, oh, my goodness. I I, I mean, from the top of that lineup to the middle, I would put them over the Dodgers right now as far as on paper.
0: Yeah, and uh, you're right about that because when we saw that, honestly, I started getting some feelings about the Padres, maybe not necessarily with Bogarts, but – when they did miss out on Turner reports had shown that they had offered him a, a record contract on mm-hmm. uh, 342. He ended up taking the much lesser deal for the Phillies. So he could go, you know, go play on the East coast. And, uh, but you kind of started getting a feeling there, man, they're going to do something. And then the whole Aaron judge thing came out and I yep. even tweeted out and I said, they're just sitting there with $300 million and they're ready to give it to someone. When I made that tweet, I didn't realize that I was talking about Xander Bogarts in the future. So exactly. uh, I I just couldn't believe it. You know, it's man. I, I was basically foreshadowing the exit of Xander Bogarts, you know, just talking about that. Didn't even realize it, man. And, um, but this Pogs race lineup is looking extremely strong. They are. Uh, definitely a favorite in the national league. Uh, and then you, know, you have to think national about,
1: league. they still have Tatis. Yeah. Junior, that's going to come back after, you know, uh, suspension in April, maybe parts of May, but he'll be back soon. And you have to consider where he's going to play. I mean, obviously, they're going to put him in the outfield now. But uh, that's another bat.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and honestly, I got to ask your thoughts on this. Would you say, um, you know, obviously, with all the experience you had playing in the major leagues, would you say that'll end up being better for him in the long run? He's had a lot of injury problems. I feel like a demanding position like shortstop moving off of there could actually end up helping him down the road. I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: Well, if if he chooses to play a corner position in the outfield, you know, that's, that's going to be the big question. Um, You know, hopefully he won't give them any problems as far as trying to, you know, moving him to the outfield because he did have some problems there last year before getting hurt. You know, that's a minor adjustment period. Of course, when anyone moves from the infield to the outfield or vice versa, But, uh, you know, he's a tremendous athlete and he could make that adjustment relatively easy. But uh, as far as, you know, the the troublesome, like I said, if there is any issues with, you know, I don't know if they went to him and said, hey, we're going to make this move to get Xander Bogarts because, you know, hey, the guy's going to be out for what
0: did he get an 80 game suspension? Yeah, he should be back. Yeah. I think April, like end yeah. of, maybe I'm wrong, maybe early May, something I like think that. I can't remember early the May, I don't think but, too uh, much.
1: Uh, nevertheless, I mean, that's, that's just going to be another position that they're going to have another position to have a great athlete. I mean, that team is full of athletic type people and that's exactly what you need, you know, to compete in the West, to hang with the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Giants aren't done either. They're, they're still gonna, they got a lot of money to play with right now as well, since they didn't get Aaron judge, but yeah. uh, it's going to be a lot of, Interest, you know, in the West now.
0: I gotta, I gotta ask your thoughts on that. We're kind of, we are, we are bouncing around a little bit. But since yeah, you brought right. up the Giants, real quick thought, man, what do you think about the Giants here? You know, not land. It's like you, you didn't land Judge. I thought he was gone. Like yeah. I really thought he was going there. It looked like the other night he was going. I think the Yankees just they swooped back in at the last second. Hal Steinbrenner made the call and got it done. I yeah. really thought he was going there. What do you think the Giants, you know, obviously, you know, playing there, um, you have a good relationship with the franchise. What do you think the problem is? Like, why are they not landing any of these guys? Like, you, I Stanton don't, you turned down, I mean, you know, I he didn't wave his no-trade clause. Harper, no. he did say it was more of a, like, they were kind of in the middle of a, a rebuild. He wasn't really sure what they were doing. Right. You know, But this one, it, it just seemed like this was the guy. Like, if they were going to land a guy, like, Judge was the guy. I don't know. Like, what are your quick thoughts on that? Well, I can tell you this. The Giants
1: weren't going to be outbid.
0: It was just going to come
1: down to whether Judge wanted to go back to New York because they – obviously, New York came back and matched what the Giants had offered. So, you know, he obviously wanted to go back to New York. They have the ties there in New York, of course. He came up in in their system, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of familiarity with that organization. Now, he did grow up on the West Coast, big Giants fan as a kid. He and his wife are both from the West Coast. So yeah. that's a, that came into play quite a bit, I'm sure. Yeah. But, of course, the Giants didn't get him. But let me tell you something. You're talking about flexibility in that organization. They have a lot of flexibility, a lot of money to be spread out now that Aaron Judges isn't going to be the main guy. But, of course, they still want to make a splash. And they may, may, may still go after uh, Correa. You know, yeah, that's, he's still available. Dansby Swanson is available. You're going to have to get more athletic up the middle being yeah. in San Francisco. They, they're definitely going to have to get more athletic up the middle. And I think a lot of organizations, a lot of teams are thinking the
0: same thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think Correa or Swanson would be would be great. Um, just have to wait and see where they end up going. I and mean, we're going to yep. talk a little about Correa and Swanson here in just a little bit. But let's finally move on to the Red Sox here. Let's we do have it. talked enough West Coast. But, uh, hey, with the Red Sox, they got a hole to fix here. And uh, it's, it's a pretty big hole. Um, taking a look here at the current lineup for the Red Sox. Now, hey, it's not all doom and gloom right now. They actually made a couple of pretty decent signings yesterday. Kenley yep. Jansen was huge. They needed that. Me and you, during the season, towards the end of the season, we said, man, this bullpen stinks. You, you know, you got to move Whitlock to the closer role. You know, there was a a lot wrong with that bullpen. Statistically, not well. Uh, But, man, he has made some great signings here. Chris Martin, he was solid last year with the Cubs and the Dodgers. Uh, Bringing in a Jolie Rodriguez, he's essentially replacing Strom as the lefty. But he has good advanced numbers, hard to hit, doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. And, obviously, Kenley Jansen, he just keeps going. Even the advanced numbers, when you look at, you know, hard hit percentage, average exit velocity. When you're looking at all of that, he is still very strong. Uh, And I think they needed a guy like that. Quick reaction, Kenley Jansen as the closer. What do you think?
1: Well, I think it's a great move on the Red Sox part there. Kenley Jansen has been one of those guys. I mean, you know, he's had his health issues with his heart uh, the last couple of years. But obviously, he's a lot better now. With Mm -hmm. that, had a solid year last year with Atlanta. You know, you're talking about a guy that has a pitch that is so hard to hit. You know, Mariano Rivera made that pitch popular and famous, that cutter. And he has that same type pitch, same velocity, 95 to 96 miles per hour. And the ball is moving into the left-handed hitters and away from the righties. That's a tough pitch to hit. Um, but And he's had a lot of success. I mean, look at his career. The guy's been successful in a lot of different spots. Uh, and I, I just think that was a great move. We needed to get someone in the Red Sox back end of that bullpen to solidify that. And I think they did that with Han uh, Jansen.
0: Yeah, great move. This bullpen looks completely different now. And yeah. now I think we can both agree. Now we can have, we, we're okay with Whitlock being in the rotation now, uh, because now you have a guy that you can turn to. When they had signed Chris Martin, I'm thinking, man, they can't be done here. There's got to be another guy they can go. I, I, I wanted Jansen from the get go. I just mm-hmm. didn't think Bloom would spend the money for him, just because the way he's gone about getting bullpen arms, he's usually looked for those kind of diamond in the rough kind of guys. Sure, um, the ones you're not really looking at. Jansen was like easily like number uh, number one bullpen target for me. I just I'm I'm just I'm very thankful that he spent the money. I just didn't think he was going to do it. And then uh, the the intriguing one uh, we have Masataka Yoshida. There's a lot to like about him obviously he's unknown you can't really really say much about what you know he hasn't obviously played in the major leagues yeah. uh, but getting a record contract for a position player from Japan 5 years 90 million breaking say as Suzuki's 85 million last year but this is a guy makes a ton of contact he's extremely hard to strike out he gets on base a ton he was an on-base machine in Japan has a similar aggressive swing to Dustin Pedroia, but from the left side, there's a lot to like, you know, what are you thinking here about Yoshida? Well,
1: I've seen some highlights on him, you know, recently, very aggressive hitter, full extension on his swing, got some serious pop to all fields. I mean, he can wear that wall out in left, left center field at Fenway Park. And of course he's able to turn on balls as well. I mean, he's only five foot eight inches tall, but I tell you what, there's some pop in that bat. He's got some juice. And, yeah, kind of like Pedroia. Yeah, like Pedroia. But the thing about him, I mean, his swing, Pejoria had a, a, a nice, short, compact swing. It, it just finished long. Yeah. Now, this kid here, same, thing, same type of swing, just on the left side, smoother swing. I mean, he looks like he's just connected from the beginning of his swing throughout. And when yeah. I say connected, just a nice, fluid-type swing. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, there's going to be some – I mean, you have to fill in some power in those mm-hmm. in that lineup i mean for the last three years power has been leaving as far as free agency trades or whatever and now you have to i think you still have to go out and get a top tier bat or even yeah. that second level
0: type bat with some power that yep. that you need to bring in absolutely and we'll get to some bats here in just a little bit sure. um but i am really excited about him i think it also says a lot because he had just been posted the night before so I, I've noticed this when it comes to, you know, bloom, especially, but, you know, obviously coming from the Rays organization, whenever you've seen the Rays or, you know, other teams that are pretty heavy on the analytics, like the Dodgers, uh, you know, other teams out there as well, when they go after a player from the jump, like very aggressively, I think that says something. And I, th- I think they have a lot of faith in Yoshida. I think they mm-hmm. think he's going to be really good. I've just noticed that when Bloom has gone after a guy like early, you know, and you could say early here because he was just posted. Um, I think they really think a lot of him, and obviously sure. offering him record money for a guy from Japan. So I'm excited about him. There's a lot to like. I, I just you know, defensively, he's gonna be fine, he's gonna be out in left field, he's not gonna be, you know, amazing out there, but I definitely think you could see. A bit of a a, a, a Hideki Matsui a little bit. Kind of maybe not as much power, but a a guy that can just hit to all fields, just gets on base. I'm really excited about him. I think he could end up being a really good leadoff option. But again, coming from Japan, it it is a bit of a wild card there. So let's obviously move in here. uh, Yoshida was nice. Jansen was great. Chris Martin for the bullpen as well as solid. But we got to address up the middle here. And we do have a few different options and i think the most obvious option that we got to go to here is we just got to look at the shortstop market i think that's the most simple way to kind of just look at all of this and uh, we did mention a couple of players carlos correa we got dansby swanson out there um again this is just one of the options that we're going to cover here but right off the bat you know what are you thinking here do you think someone like a correa or a swanson do you think they should go after one of these guys? What do you think?
1: You know what? You know, I've really, I, I've seen, you know, Korea for a number of years. I've seen his type of play, you know, great player, great movement to his left and to his right, you know, especially up the middle. But, uh, you know, and the bat, of course, the bat's going to play. But I really like Dansby, Dansby Swanson. This kid, he's just solid. He's, he's just one of those guys that, you know, he's not the fastest, but he's pretty fast. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but it's accurate. He doesn't hit a lot of home runs, but he's going to give you 20, maybe more, maybe 25 at Fenway Park. You know, he's going to hit you, you know, 270 to 300. He's one of those guys, he's a workhorse up the middle, and he's a leader. And 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 I think you need a guy like that to come in and take a guy like Bogey's spot, because you can't just depend on, you know, uh, Trevor Story to come over, from second base to shortstop you never know what you might get there I don't know how strong his arm is I don't know if his arm is you know did he hurt his arm but he looked like he had a little hitch at second base when he was throwing the ball and I don't know if that's going to come into play at shortstop but right. you know I mean Danzby, he's a he's an option he's he's out there man and, I, and like I said I like the way he uh, the kid plays
0: and and here's the and I have a I have uh thoughts about both of these guys obviously I would love either of these guys. I mean, of course, I mean, I'm not going to deny that at all, but I, I have feelings about both. It's when it comes to Dansby, I think his market is really interesting because this past year he had a 6.4 fan graph war. It was a career year for him. But if we're looking at the prior seasons, you know, 2021 solid, you know, three and a Mm -hmm. half win player Uh, 2020, he was really good in a short season. He had a 2.3. FanGraph War, but that was over sixty games, so he was on pace for what he did last year, uh twenty nineteen, a two win player. So he wasn't really quite at the level he is Still adjusting now. adjusting
1: to that major league level,
0: right? So, but he showed last year what he can be. But I wonder what teams, you know, if they want to maybe see a bit more out of him, mm-hmm. uh maybe they want to see a little bit more of a track record, uh, but. If that is the case, I wonder if maybe the Red Sox could approach Swanson with maybe like a Carlos Correa type deal, like a three-year deal with maybe yep. an opt-out, because he is still pretty young. Uh, looking at his age, I think he's 20, he's 28. He's not even 29. So right. maybe he could take a bit of a short-term deal, maybe. How and I can see Correa? the Red Sox.
1: How old is Correa?
0: Uh Correa is uh, 28. They're both 28 They're years both old. 28. Okay. So I wonder. Correa, obviously, he's going to go for a long-term deal. He's going to yeah. look for ten years. If Bogarts can get eleven years, I mean, <laughs> Correa should be able to get double-digit years. I don't. But my see whole why point with
1: that, you had a guy in that same class as you know Correa, and you're going to offer him eleven years, ten years, whatever, because he's that's what he's going to demand. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you can't go and get that same type of guy. Yeah. For me, I mean, you had that in Bogey. Yeah. You can't go out and get Correa all of a sudden. Give him the same amount of years. I mean, I, I just, that's just my opinion. I yeah, mean, I would I would go for a guy like Swanson. Give him, like you said, three year deal with a uh, opt out his fourth year, third year after the third season, and and see where it goes.
0: I, I know what you mean. It, it kind of feels like it would leave a bit of like a bad taste. You know what yeah. I mean? And obviously, yeah, exactly. they're. Obviously, you know, Correa was involved, you know, with the whole, you know, cheating scandal. A lot of teams, you know, were up to stuff, too. But, you know, the Astros definitely, you know, were not doing the right thing there. So, I feel like that would leave a bit of a bad taste. You had a homegrown guy in Bogart's, fan favorite, heart and soul of the team, yep. goes to the Pogs rays. Correa, I think, is going to get more money. Um, I think. I think he's going to yep. end up getting a higher AAV. It would just, I don't think it would be a good look. Um I would like Correa. The only reason I wonder maybe why the Red Sox would look at someone like Carlos Correa, because we just talked about earlier how history repeated itself. John Lester being the best example. They Mm -hmm. tried signing him to an extension, low balled him and then tried making a late push in the end. He went to the Cubs. Then they ended up having to overpay for David price. Yeah. And to make up for that mistake. And, I wonder do do they all? Does John Henry wake up today? Wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what? I think we, I think we got to try and fix this, you know, and because yeah. he's done it before,
1: so he's done it before. But you know what? And the thing about it, Alex Cora is very familiar. That too, with Carlos Carrera. That's I mean, he's just he's one of those guys. He's seen him play not only in Puerto Rico, but of course with the Astros. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of familiarity right there. So, yeah, you never know. I mean, that, that, it could happen. For me, though, I just said, you know, I, I gave you my my whole point of view right there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, really, when, when you're looking at someone like Correa, you're looking at the stats. You're looking at the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at StatCast, there's a lot of red. Uh, uh, Correa, when it came to the advanced metrics, was better than Bogart's last year. Okay. Um So, obviously, this he would be a fantastic player in Boston. Sure. Um, But, again, it's kind of more of a, I don't know if that would be a very good public relations kind of a move. So, oh, we actually just got some breaking news. Brandon Nimmo and the Mets have agreed to an eight-year deal, 162.
1: Brandon Nimmo, so he's going to be an everyday guy now.
0: Yeah. So, wow. Look at the Mets. That's, that's a good move for the Mets. They did. Yeah. They could not let him go. No. Uh, but yeah, breaking news from Jeff Passan: Brandon Nimmo heading back to the Mets eight year deal. 162. Man, well, he, he loved that. That was a, uh, well, that was one option I was going to maybe present here in a little bit. So I guess I can just cross him off. Now we can save a little time on that. So thank yeah. you, Jeff Passan, for breaking that news. Um, but, yeah, Correa would be great. Swanson, they have been connected with Swanson. There have been reports out there. Uh, I'm going blank on the name, but Atlanta Braves beat writer has said that the Red Sox have shown some interest in Dansby Swanson. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I agree with you. I think that could end up being a better fit, maybe financially. I guess it just depends if the Swanson get the offer that he's looking for. Kind of like right. Correa last year. You thought he was going to get a 10 year deal over 300. Didn't quite really get that deal. Teams were still a little hesitant, you know, wondering what was going on with him health-wise. Back, you know, reports had been, you know, from the last few years, his back wasn't all that great. So teams were not really willing to just give him that long-term deal. Teams were offering him long-term deals, but not really as much AAV as he wanted. So he took the short-term deal with the Twins. I don't know what's going to end up happening with Swanson. We've had the Cubs jump in on him. Um They've definitely shown some interest. The Twins have shown some interest. So I guess it really just comes down to what kind of a con- is he going to get the contract that he wants. If he doesn't, I could see the Red Sox going a short term kind of a deal because they know they have, you know, uh, they have minor league options. Uh, again, you don't want to put too much emphasis on that because you don't know what prospects are going to end up being. But Marcelo Meyer is showing promise, so I wonder. Yeah. Could they end up just doing Swanson? You know, like we said, an opt-out kind of a deal um, that could work. I, I would love that. And defensively, that would be fantastic. Exactly. Up the Middle Swanson and Story—that would be amazing. What? Yeah, I mean, a, what a double play! You, you hit the nail on the probably. head, right there, Robbie. Because
1: you know you have that kid in the minor leagues, and let me tell you, you spend seven million dollars on anyone in the minor—he's going to play eventually. And you don't want to have him just sitting there or use him as trade bait later on down the road. Yeah. You know, that's a kid that, you know, I've seen him play. That's the future. Yeah,
0: definitely. There's just something smooth about him. Like oh, the game man. just kind of comes to him. You know, yes. it's – he just – he's advanced, you know. He's just – at his young age, he just already has a great feel for the game. He does. Um he, this the word "smooth" comes off to me w- for Marcelo Meyer. Just the way he hits, the way he's out there in the field, he looks yeah. great. Again, you don't want to put you know too much weight. Obviously, there's a lot of you know there will be pressure on him when he gets called up one day. People are going to be excited about it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, similar but, to how you know, was I, one, I've seen that
1: before. I've seen guys like that that have that target on their backs throughout high school, mm-hmm. you know, the early minor leagues, college, early minor leagues, whatever. They know what kind of player they are. They know the expectations at every level, and that's just something that comes with it. That's that extra baggage. But he looks like he's the kind of he's the kind of guy that can handle that.
0: Yeah, I actually had a a, a comment yesterday on one of my videos, and he had commented saying um, he played against Marcelo Meyer in high school, hit an absolute bomb against their team, and I'm like, yeah, I guess he where whoever played against him he was just hitting bombs against them so but uh i'm excited for him but oh, yeah. i think swanson if he is up for a short term deal i i think that could end up working out for both sides it fits cuz heim bloom is always trying to put a competitive team on the field you're not going to be going into a rebuild i think it makes sense to go after swanson korea if they sign Correa, listen <coughs> you know me. i wouldn't i wouldn't hate it Obviously, right. I mean, of course, like of, of course, that kind of a player, it would be amazing. I just don't know if they're gonna go after him. I think Swanson is more likely. But now, let's say they decided to go another route. We have some other options. So we did mention, you know, Trevor Story is a bit of a question mark for shortstop, but Hein Bloom did make some comments earlier on in the offseason thinking that you know he could play at short. So let's say you do move. Trevor story back to short. Then you could address maybe second base. And there are some options out there at second base. I'm going to share my screen. There's a couple of good options that again, if we're, if we're looking at guys for more short, uh, short term deals, there definitely are some options out there at second base. You got someone like a branding Drury who I could see the Red Sox having some interest in because he has a lot of versatility. Yeah. I could see Alex core loving that. And he can move around. He can play a whole bunch of different positions. And uh, he had a pretty good season last year. And then you got someone like a Gene Segura. Again, he would probably, he would just play second. He wouldn't play any other positions. Um, Is someone like a Josh Harrison. He wasn't amazing last year. There's Adam Frazier, you know, light hitting guy. Does make a ton of contact. Mm -hmm. Uh, He'll play a solid defense out there. But there are options at second base. Do you think this could be a realistic approach for addressing this?
1: I mean, you're talking about Drury. This is the kid. I mean, he's he can play multiple positions, anywhere in the infield. He has some pop. I, I've seen him, you know, he can give Devers a day off, a couple of days off here and there at third base. He can go to shortstop, give, you know, Trevor, if that's the case, you know, some days off. Of course, he can play second base. But this kid can play all over the field. Heavy hitter. I love his bat. He's got some serious pop. And I think, uh, you know, when you bring that kind of pop to the lineup, especially at Fenway park, serious asset.
0: And, uh, hold on. (laughs) The Mets are making more moves. They just signed David Robertson to a one-year deal. Holy cow. The Mets are working right now. So David Robertson, I thought that that, would have been a good move for them at the trade deadline last year. So, Hey, good move. Look at the Mets. Let's see if the Red Sox can start doing that too. Um, but, yeah, I would love Drury. I would not mind him at all. Yeah. And uh, he kind of fits into what the Red Sox like to do. And, uh, again, you do have some other options out here. Like I said, there is a Gene Segura mm-hmm. out there. Was just playing in a World Series. So, you know, he would bring, you know the obviously, of that, that, he uh, has. that yep. veteranship. You know, that that player that knows how to win on the big stage. Had himself sure. a couple of big moments in the postseason. So, I could see the Red Sox... You know, really looking at the intangibles of a guy like him, and also you know, just playing a uh, just a solid second base move. Trevor Story over to short. Uh, I, I think it's probably a little unlikely for someone like an Adam Frazier or Josh Harrison. Uh, I don't know. I think they probably latch on to more some more lower market teams, maybe yeah. try to rebuild more some value. But they are options, if you know, a Plan C, Plan D, kind of a thing. Now you. When it comes to Bloom, he's a very he's a creative man. He likes to uh, think outside the box. One other option, it, again, this does hinder on whether Story can play short at, at the end of the day. Um, one other option could be, now, I would rather keep him out in center field because he has shown amazing defense, but Kike could play second base. That is one that he has played second base, mm-hmm. and he has played a good second base in the past. So you could – have him play out there. And then maybe you could find someone for center field. So we have a couple of options. (laughs) We have a couple of options. And and like I said, Kike, listen, Kike can go play anywhere and he'll, he'll end up just being good. But if you're looking at his numbers uh, from the last time he played second base, he actually, he did play second a little bit this year, Uh, but 2021, he played, about over 350 innings there. Uh actually 2019 he was really good at second base. He had 12 defensive runs saved for right. the Dodgers in 2019 at second base. So that is an option. That's where I could see someone like a Brandon Drury because you could you can kind of just move those guys around, you know, like you can have Kiké go play some second. You could have some guys play center. That'd be a very versatile lineup. I would like that a lot. Um, but if you did move Kike to second, now they have been connected with one guy. Now, I don't think this is the best option, but one guy you could turn to is Brian Reynolds. Now, Pittsburgh Pirates, it has been uh, reports got out last week that he had requested a trade. The no. Pirates actually came out and said, yeah, you know what? We like Brian Reynolds. He's a Pittsburgh Pirate next year. We're excited to him, for him to be a Pittsburgh Pirate. He, uh, he's under contract for a few more seasons. I think they have to come out and say something like that because they got to keep their leverage. So, but you could maybe go after a Brian Reynolds. Yeah, you would have to trade some valuable prospects. Yeah. I don't think that's what the Red Sox would like to do at the moment, but it is there. What do you think about maybe trying to beef up center field, move Kike to second? Yeah, I mean, you're
1: definitely going to have to get some kind of power in there. Yeah. You know, like I said before, you, you you lost power the last couple of years. The Red Sox have always had some sort of pop. Now you still have J D Martinez. I mean, he can easily come back and have a strong year, the kind of year that you know you used to J D having. Of course he had a bad year last year for him. But uh Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, that I mean that, that's another option. But uh yeah. yeah. Kike is one of those versatile type players. You can play him anywhere. He's, he's you know, Swiss Army Knife kind of guy. Can play short, second, center, left, wherever you put him, he's going to have some success. It's just a matter when you have a guy like that, you would love to have him solidified at one position, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, like I said, the Red Sox have so many options that they can go right now. And I'm sure – The the wheels are turning in the front office and they know exactly what they want to do. It's just a matter of putting it together.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, I think they've had plan B plan C plan D written down here for quite a bit. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not late to the party. They they weren't completely, uh, you know, blindsided by the Xander Bogarts thing. They, they, they know, they know what they're doing. And uh, you know, Bloom is as prepared of a guy. As you could have out there, this guy he sits up until 3 a.m. looking for deals. Um, so I definitely think there's a reason why the Red Sox have been connected to all of these different players. They've been connected to Swanson recently, they've been connected to someone like a Brian Reynolds. Yeah, They, they that's you know, they're looking at all these different things. I actually had a comment again, this would involve a trade, um, but. I actually did have someone on Twitter suggest this. This could be a really outside-the-box move. But one thing that they could do, again, it would involve acquiring a center fielder. Mm-hmm. But they have been connected with one player. And that is Sean Murphy. And it is looking like at any point soon, it looked like he was going to get traded at the start of the winter meetings and it ended up not happening. Something happened, and then just went dead. But, again, it would involve having to trade some prospects. Maybe Bloom thinks it's worth it for a guy like Sean Murphy because, hey, he's under control and they need a catcher. Um, But he has a teammate. He does have a teammate, Ramon Laureano, that Mm -hmm. I think they would like to give up as well. And that could be a guy that you could put out in center field, a right-handed bat. And Ramon Laureano, when you look at his numbers, yes, yeah, so we got some blues, but his barrels were still up pretty well. And uh, I mean, look, he's a
1: defensive some... guy. For me, he's a defensive guy. He's he's right. not gonna he's not gonna wow you offensively. Yes, you know, he's one of those guys that that can go out there and play D. Great arm, cover the ground. Now, if you're going that route as a center fielder, you you know you want to prevent runs, of course. Okay, that's that's a route you can take. But if you want to have a guy that can come out and produce as well, I don't think he's the fit.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think to me, the guy obviously in this deal would be Sean Murphy because you're getting yourself a catcher for the next three seasons. Right. Uh, he would be the highlight of this deal. And Ramon Laureano, he would be basically the throw-in to this deal, kind of like when they got Josh Beckett and Mike Lowell. Uh, Mike Lowell was the throw-in on that deal. And uh, who knows? maybe. No, it's a possibility in. because they could use a catcher. I did say this last night. I want to get your thoughts on this as well. Mm. I do think morale needs a boost, and I mean, I'm just saying, Christian Vasquez, he's out there. I yeah. feel like that would be a good guy to bring back. You know, you yes. just lost. I mean, I mean your we, we talked guys. about
1: that a couple of episodes ago. We, we talked about that. You yeah. knew he was going to be a free agent. He he's got that uh, relationship. With all the starters, all the guys in the bullpen. He's one of the he brings guys together. I just, I just like the way he he played and carried himself throughout the season this year and last year. So yeah, that he's definitely still out there. Uh, you know, there there's been interest in him in Chicago. Yeah. You know, the Cubs are they're making some moves, man. So they're trying to swoop up a lot of good players now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering if Correa could end up going there or Swanson. I mean, Swanson's Mm -hmm. been linked with the Cubs. There were were reports that the Cubs were looking at Swanson and Bogarts, you know, kind of like doing a Texas Rangers Seager-Semian kind of a move. Well, now that's not going to happen, but I'm still waiting for the Cubs to see if maybe they land one of those guys. I think Correa is definitely an option. Uh, But the last that I read about Correa is it's looking like the Giants and the Orioles right now. I mean, that could always change, but – We'll have to see. But well, I would love I would wow. love Christian Vasquez back. I do think it makes a lot of sense. There's a reason the Astros had him starting a ton of games in the postseason because he just sure, maybe he's not gonna bring you, you know, 20, 25 home runs. He's not gonna right. drive in a ton of runs. He just brings those intangibles. Um, and I, I think I think there is a chance he could come back. I hope he does. I, I think that would I think the team needs it. Yeah. I think they need him in that clubhouse. And I think especially with um you know the, the, the pitching staff being a bit of a question mark we know he can handle this pitching staff pretty well now last year obviously you know there were just so many guys going through injuries ups and downs yeah. last year there wasn't really much he could do but he did all he could but you can yeah, see sure how well he did with the astros down the stretch when you give him yeah. guys that can go every five days he'll be great so that's what i think that's my vote um You've got to do something with catcher. My the whole the thing
1: is, I mean, you're looking at a veteran type player. You know, he has an idea about each one of the pitchers on the mound with the Red Sox. He knows what they can do. He knows what they can't do. You know, he kind of slows their heartbeat down. Yeah. So, to say. so I mean, yeah, he, he's one of those guys that, you know, you can't go wrong having him part of your team.
0: Yeah. Well, we covered a ton of options here. And uh, at the end of the day, we're going to have to keep our eyes open they they got a lot more moves to make. Bloom did make some comments yeah. at the beginning of the uh, winter meeting saying he's looking to add maybe seven, eight, maybe even nine players to this team. Well, we added a couple here with Yoshida, with Kenley Jansen, added Chris Martin as well, but yep. a little bit before that. So there's still a lot of offseason left, and there's still a lot of moves to be made, and there's still a lot of free agents to be signed, and maybe a lot of trades to be made. But uh in know. the end, I think we – I've covered really every single way, you know, you could address this. Um, It's kind of hard to say what the Red Sox will be next year, obviously, because they don't have a complete team yet, but this definitely puts a hinder on it. Um, Do you think last question before we do get out of here, do you think there is a chance that the Red Sox can be a competitive team next year?
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there's going to have to be, you know, the fan base is looking for something that's going to make a boom in the organization. Just, just, bring the fans there and have something to look forward to each and every day. Um, You know, you you know, the Yankees are getting better. The blue Jays are definitely getting better. Yeah. The Orioles. We talked about the Orioles. I mean, they're talking about going out on the free agent market to get a big name to make a serious splash. So, you know, for me, the Red Sox who's in the past have been the Boston Red Sox. Never afraid to go out and make a move. Never afraid to go out, spend some money to hang with those those guys on the East Coast there, yeah. you know, down in New York. But, hey, but for the most part, to be competitive. You don't want to be out there, you know, struggling to score runs. You want, You don't want to just necessarily look for the long ball either because those come few and far between. But you do want to go out and have some athletic players on your team that can make things happen. And I think that's what they're doing now. And that's the thought process this year.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. So we'll just have to wait and see how this goes. But Ellis, man, I want to thank you for coming out for episode 25. Hey, we're a fourth of the way to episode 100. So a little milestone here, episode 25 tonight. Um, We did have one super chat coming in from It's Cola. He's very happy about the Brandon Nimmo signing. Hey, the Mets – Give them credit. They're they doing some things. guy. Maybe the Red Sox could learn a thing or two from that. Um, but uh everyone, don't forget about our sponsor, Bet Online. Uh, the code is B L E A V. You get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up. And don't forget about our partnerships with SeatGeek as well as prize picks. So, Ellis Man, thank you again. Great episode. For me. Maybe not Maybe not the best of times right now, but I think we'll we'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. We figured out a way with that, you know, moving on from Nomar. Yep. You know, we'll have to figure it out again, moving on from Xander Bogarts. So It'll happen. But everyone, thank you for coming out tonight, and as always, have yourself a great night. And we'll talk to you next time.
1: Peace out, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe.